as we enter in 2021, there's a lot of work for us that we have to do, right? There's a lot of work that has to be done. And as we set our sights to be all that God has purposed to be, I think that there are some steps that we need to take. And together we will faithfully seek God first. We will be able to begin to see that as we trust in His power and to begin to see that there is an opportunity to impact the lives and those that are in our church and those that are in our world. And we want to be able to do, as a, as a church, we want to be able to do everything we possibly can to help you in those next steps. And one of those next steps that we have is being a part of our 21-day prayer and fasting. This 21-day season is the beginning of seeing God's love like you've never seen it before. It's the beginning of seeing hope, joy, and peace. It is the beginning of our relationships that will be stronger and our walk with God that will be fuller. How many are excited about that? Say amen. Amen. It is those moments that we can celebrate because of how we start. While we hear all the time that it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. And we've heard the stories of Michael Jordan and how, and how he was cut from the high school basketball team and yet became the MVP of the NBA, right? Not one of. I got slammed the first service. I said one of. The, the MVP of the NBA. Or we heard of our very own Kurt Warner, the one that, that got cut from, from uh, the league and then started working at our, our one and only Hy-Vee grocery store and stocking shelves and then, all be, and then became the Super Bowl MVP and the MVP of the NFL. And then we have you. Maybe you're here today and it's not that how you start, but it's how you're finishing. And you have a story that's that's beginning to have a transformation and beginning to see some things that God's beginning to work in your life that you didn't have when you started. And I believe, though, it's important that we finish. I believe that there is a moment and there is a place of, of, of starting something. I believe that it's important that it matters how we start our day. I believe that it's important that we, it's, that we know how to start our week how to start our year, that it matters. I think it's important that we know that the way that we start our walk with God matters. The way that we start prayer and fasting today matters. Jesus emerged from the wilderness after 40 days of prayer and fasting, being tested and going through all that he went through in the wilderness, came out of that and began to go into Galilee where he started his earthly ministry. And I don't know about you, but how many of you could raise your hands and say, if Jesus needed to pray and fast, then I probably need to be able to pray and fast myself as well, right? Because, I mean, I mean, we don't put ourselves at the same status as God, and if he needed to pray, then we probably do too. Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15 says that after John was put into prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. Proclaiming the what? The good news. There was action. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe 
the good news. In other words, Jesus was preaching that the time was ripe, that the message was specific, it was pointed in, and it was determined to be a time in history. And how many of you are excited to know that the Word of God that you read and that you hear about wasn't just for yesterday, it wasn't just something of folklore that's out there, but it is actually written in the books of the text that we can go back in history that it's real. How many of you can say amen on that? I mean, it is real and it's exciting. And Jesus had a repetitive message that he brought to the people time and time again, repent and believe the gospel. In your notes, it says, when we repent, Jesus is simply inviting us to change our lives. When we repent, it's simply saying, hey, there's a new course that needs to take place. We need to change our lives in order to find in order to change our direction. When we change our direction, when we repent, we are then called to follow Jesus. Verse 15, it says, the kingdom of God is near. That the kingdom of God is near. It says the king is here. And when we think of kingdom, there's not a lot of of things that we have that are kingdom associated, unless you're watching Hallmark, and then there's a lot of kingdom stories right? But when we think of kingdom, there has to be a king. When we make a decision to follow Jesus, we, we come to the place and we accept Jesus as our king. But when we follow the wrong king, we follow the wrong influence, we end up going to a wrong place. And that is why for some of us, as we step into 2021, there may be a need for change. You are following a leader, and that's not putting you in the right position for you to succeed. You have allowed situations. You have allowed worse uh, rumors. You have allowed gossip to prevent you from where God wants you to go. So this morning, I want to, to share that if you want to change your mind, If you want to change your direction, if you want to change your life, you may have to change your king. Your kingdom is all about your leader. And if you want something to change this year, you have to be prepared to change your leader. Romans 8.5 says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. If you want to end up in a different place than you ended up in 2020, then you're going to have to look at who is your king, who is your leader. And so the next point in your notes, it says, the thing that leads you determines where you go. The thing that leads you determines where you go. Some of us have been going around and around in circles, following the thing that we think that we need to follow that's been leading us. And that's where you're at today. Maybe you're at the end of the rope. Maybe life events have got you to the place to fall on your knees. But who or what that leads you determines where you're going to go. 
And we probably have all been there in some situation where someone has asked you to go do something and you've followed along, you've been the follower, and you've gone someplace, you've done something, and you got to the place where you're at. When you are, where you are today is the direct result of who you have been following, and the only way of changing directions is changing the leader that you're following. Maybe today you need to hear Jesus, that today Jesus wants to be your leader because he loves you. Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The, nature, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that they're opposite of what the sinful nature desires. And these two forces are constantly fighting each other so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. The next point it says, it says, who or what? Everybody say, who or what? Who or what? Who or what determines or who or what leads you, say again, who or what leads you, directs you what to do? Who or what? Who or what leads you, directs where and what you do. So I, I, I remember back in, in uh, a couple years ago, my, my dad and I went to San Diego. And in San Diego, uh, we went to Camp Pendleton and uh, got to get on base because my niece's husband works, is in the Navy. And, uh, and so we got a security pass to go inside and got to go to the barracks where my dad, maybe not the barracks, but one of the ones that looked like he, that he lived in. And so we got to see the barracks and walk around and, and uh, watch the drill sergeants and and, uh, you know, just be a part of that environment. It was pretty cool because, you know, my dad would walk by and, you know, whether it be a private or whether it be a, a colonel, they'd be like, how you doing, sir? When did you serve? What, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, you don't just show up, you know. And I'm like, dad, you sure we're supposed to go there? <laughs> There's a lot of, you know, important stuff going on. Oh, yeah, let's go, you know. And, uh, but you think, about, you think about that, you think about that scenario, there were, there's, there's, Things that, that are happening, the people that lead you will direct you where you are going to go. And in that, comp- in that component, they're leading those military guys where to go because they have to be prepared. Who or what leads you will direct you where you're going. And so if, you're, if someone's directing you, that's telling you where you need to go but isn't giving you the wisdom from God... If they're speaking life into you, but they're not living the godly life that they need to be living, or if they're telling you some things that aren't supposed to be telling you, then you're following the wrong leader. The leader of your life is actually controlling every action and every reaction that you have. And so you've been given a a slip of paper today. I'd like you to take that out. This is on the, on the card. It just says, my biggest struggle right now is, my biggest struggle right now is, there are so many things in our life that, that we are controlled, that, that controls us. It could be anxiety. It could be fear. It could be time. It could be depression. It could be the words that you use, the temper that you have, the spending habits that you have. I don't know where you're at, and I don't know what your big struggle is. But what I do know that is, is that that struggle 
may be leading you, leading you away from Jesus. That that struggle may be keeping you from really seeing what God wants you to do because that struggle continually keeps you away from Him. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pray. And while I'm praying, I want you to be praying about your struggle. And then you're going to write your struggle on this piece of this, this paper, and then you're going to, at, at, towards the end of the message, you're going to be able to turn this card in. And you're going to be able to surrender it to the Lord. So I believe that God has a plan for you. As we go through these 21 days of fasting and prayer, God wants you to be able to surrender the things that's keeping you from following Him. And so will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this place right now. God, we know that, Lord, that as we surrender these things to you, Lord, as we surrender this struggle, as we surrender our anxiety, as we surrender, Lord Jesus, the, the, the things that we do, the depression that we face, the, the hatred that we have, the words that we use, the, the custom that we live by, that, God, as we surrender that to you, that, Lord, that you would begin to open up new and fresh opportunities in our life. And so, God, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. That is why in the next 21 days, we are, it is so critical to make sure that you've got the right king leading you. Let me point you to the leader named Jesus. Many of us in this room, we, we, we know who that leader is. His name is Jesus. He is the king of kings. He will lead you to places that you can only dream of going. He can get responses that you can only dream of having. And so I have a prayer that we're going to share here in a little bit, a prayer that I'm praying for you, a prayer that I'm going to challenge you to, to, to pray. I'm, it's, it's, a, it's a prayer that, that I'm going to challenge you to, to put on the refrigerator, take a picture of it, have it on your phone, a, something that you can memorize, something that you can, that you can hold on to. It's a prayer that if you're a group leader, Someone that is, someone that is in, in charge of a group or those types of things, I would encourage you to pray for those group members. If you're a parent, I would encourage you to pray for your kids. If you're a boss, I would encourage you to pray for your employees. If you're married, I would encourage you to pray for your spouse. If you're, if you're dating, I would encourage you to pray for, for the one that you're dating. If you're single, pray for that future wife or that future husband. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify. Sanctify really is just talking about being set apart. May the God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. That's our prayer. God, will you set me apart? God, will you be with those that I work with? God, that they would be set apart. God, that they would understand your truth. God, that they would understand, Lord, who you are. God's desire for our lives. God wants you to be different in this world. Why? Why does God want you to be different? What's the purpose behind that? He wants you to be different because you are not citizens of this world. You are a citizen of heaven. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is near, is near your citizenship, and your citizenship is outside of this world, which means that you should look different, that you should act different, that you should talk different, and be different. And if you look like everybody else, and if you talk like everybody else, and if you act like everybody else, then the question that we have to ask is, who's your leader? Who's your citizenship with? 
Because in the last part of 23, it says, May your whole spirit, may your whole soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so in the next few minutes, I want to be able to share how we're going to take this whole spirit, whole soul, whole body, and how we're going to apply it. I need you to know that, that you are a triune being. You are, you are three, the body, the soul, and the spirit. And that you are made in the image of God. Part of what it means when the Bible calls you to be an image barrier is that it's that you're supposed to be like God. He's the Father, Son, and Spirit. And so the first one is that you're the body. You're the body. And we, you know, we pretty much understand what the body is, right? I mean, you look every day in the mirror, it's like, yeah. Or, oh, right? You know, you know the body. It's a physical part. But the body has some needs. How many of you can say, yeah, the body has some needs, right? I have an appetite. I have wants. I have desires. I need water. I need nutrients. I need oxygen. And the older I get, the more I got to stretch. Oh, I got a cramp on that one. Right? How many of you have to stretch? You never had a stretch before, right? Man, that is nuts. That is crazy. I, I don't know, but that's our body. You are a body. You also have a soul. Your soul, and I'm just representing your soul as a, uh, a computer, technology, those types of things. Our soul is composed of our mind, our emotions, and, we'll, and, and the things that have our personality, our personality within. Our soul carries brokenness, hurt, pain, bitterness, Anger, resentment, it's ugly. Those things are ugly when they come out, when they lead you, and you're angry with somebody. That's the soul. But can I tell you today, there's a part of your soul that you can experience that is joy and peace and love. And this is the positive side of your soul. And just like the body has certain needs and wants and appetites, so does your soul. The soul demands certain things from you. It demands selfishness. It demands pride. It demands my happiness. It demands me first. Me first. And that complex and all of those things is the soul. The third part of the spirit man is your Bible as a representation. The third part is your spirit man. That's the part of you, honestly, that comes alive and is made nude and is made perfect when you say yes to Jesus. When you open up the word and you begin to see the truth that is spoken and you become alive when, when, when truth comes speaking out of it and you're like, yes, God, yes, God, that's what I need. When you say yes to Jesus, today, before the, sea, before the service is over today, you're going to have the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. You're going to have the opportunity to say, God, I want to repent. God, I want to change. You see, your, period, your, your spirit is the part of you that goes to heaven when you die. Because it is made new and perfect here on this earth. When you say yes to Jesus, 
So it goes to heaven when you die. But you see, your soul, your soul, your emotions, your mind is restored in heaven. And so that everything that is broken here, everything that is ugly here, everything that is messed up here will be restored in heaven. And your body, your body will be renewed. It says, it says in Scripture that your body, that you'll have a new body, that you'll have a new body in heaven. And isn't that awesome? You know, how many of us are ready for that new body? Right? God, why can't I have it sooner? Right? But these are the things that God is telling us. And so let me tell you why this is so important. Because every part of you, everybody say every, every part of you desires to lead you. Every part. Remember I told you earlier that the leader determines where you go and directs what you do. So these three parts are in consistent competition with each other to see who's going to be the leader. Will it be the spirit your emotions, your mind, your personality that leads you and you step out in there and you say, it's all about me. You can't tell me what to do. Or maybe it's your body. I'm going to do what, I'm going to drink what I want to drink. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to sleep with who I'm going to sleep with because it's me, it's my body, and I got to do what I want to do. Or it will be the Spirit. Spirit, God, make me holy. Make me blameless before you, God. Your body desires to be your leader, and it will lead you. It will lead you right in front of those pancakes and sausages when, you, when you're wanting to say no. Man, does that smell good? Thank you for everyone that took the time to do that. And you can know pretty quickly if your body is leading you by your reactions and your responses. If you're addicted to substances, if you think yourself, if you think of yourself, <clears throat> if you think of something that you can't live without tomorrow, it's probably because you've allowed your body to lead. When you think about the things that you're all wrapped up in, the self-image, uh, uh, that uh, the self-image that you have probably wants your body probably wants to be the leader. What you are feeding your body determines if you're allowing it. To lead you. And it's not just the body, but your soul wants to lead you. It demands to be the leader so that it can control you, so that your emotions can run wild. And the soul tells you to respond like this. Hey, it's okay to go over there, and it's okay for you to act that way. You can do whatever you want to do. But at the same time, your spirit wants to lead you. It wants to be a part of you. It wants to lead you into those areas that are designed for closeness with God. And here's the question that I have for all of us today. As we step into the 21 days of prayer and fasting, which part is leading you? When our soul is leading us, we get all wrapped up in the fear. We get all wrapped up in the anxiety. We get all wrapped up in the, light, the things of the states of depression, the news cycles that go on, gossip over what people say on Facebook, what people are saying here, what people are saying at work, and we just get stressed out. When our soul is leading us, those are the things that we get wrapped up in. It dominates the spirit. 
The soul is in the front. It dominates the spirit and the body that's behind. And your body knows when your soul is leading because you don't sleep well, you don't eat well, you don't feel well because your soul is in control. Your spirit is feeling disconnected from God when your soul is in the lead. It leads you to miss church more often, to get disconnected from a group, start search, you stop serving, and suddenly life is all about you and all about what you want and all about your needs, and it's not about what God wants. And pretty soon you, you understand that there's a God out there somewhere, but you're not connecting with him anymore because the soul is leading. When your body is allowed to dominate, the next thing you know, you look at whatever you want to look at, you say whatever you want to say, you eat whatever you want to eat, you drink whatever you want to drink, you sleep with whoever you want to sleep with because you're allowing the body to be in the lead. Your emotions are all messed up. Your soul is all messed up. And your relationship with God is all messed up. When your body is in the lead, the other two suffer. But when your spirit leads, when your spirit leads, it's a process that we call sanctification. It's a process that we said earlier, it's about being set apart. When your spirit is leading, you begin to understand the things that you have to put in check. You begin to realize, hey, you know what, I've got to be set apart from that. My spirit or my, my soul says, hey, wait a minute, my emotions, man, don't mess with my emotions. I'm going to go out and party because I want to party, I want to have a good time. But your spirit says, no, wait, 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 wait. you got to be set apart from that. I want to I be glorified in this place. I want you to have fun. But you got to be set apart. When we begin to realize that we put our soul and our body in submission to the spirit, we become holy. We become blameless. And that's what God wants for us. God wants us to be able to have all three. He wants us to be able to have, he's created us to have a spirit, a soul, and a body, and he wants you to enjoy the pancakes and sausage. He wants you to enjoy your emotions, and he wants you to have the opportunity to have a personality because God's created us all to be different. Hallelujah. Well, that section over there, you guys might all be the same. I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure out. No, he wants us all to be different. But here's what we got to do. We got to decide on who or what we're going to follow. What you feed, what you feed is what's going to lead you. Pretty black and white. What you feed is what's going to lead you. What you feed will thrive. Right? We just got done with Christmas. You fed well. <laughs> Right? We fed well. We fed our bodies well. But what you feed thrives, but what you starve dies. And I think that is so important when we talk about our spirit because when it's so easy to feed one of the other two and say we don't have time for God and our relationship with God begins to starve. And what we once were sensitive to what we once were sensitive to, to making sure that we understood what God wanted us to do, all of a sudden now we start to question. I don't, I don't know if God really wants me to be a part of that group. I really don't know if God wants me to come to church. Because it's starving. 
It, 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 you're not allowing it to, to be fed, and therefore, you're starting to have those questions. And so how do, we, how do we do that? Number one, we do it through prayer. Prayer feeds the Spirit. Prayer feeds the Spirit, and fasting starves the body and soul. And so we want to starve the body and soul. We don't want the body and soul to be in charge. We want the Spirit to be in charge. We want the Spirit to lead us. And so we have to starve it through fasting. And let me tell you, <laughs> I've been on a rampage the last couple months. Mountain Dew has been my king. Okay? And for the next 21 days, I'm not going to have a Mountain Dew. And if any of you come to tempt me with a Mountain Dew, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> and praise the Lord, it's just a Mountain Dew, right? I mean, give the Lord the hand on that. But prayer feeds the Spirit, and fasting starves the body and soul. And so what, how are we going to do that? I want to encourage you the next 21 days that's starting today and ends on February 6th. For 21 days, you're going to put in place some things that are going to allow you to see God work in ways that he's never been able to work before because you have allowed him to be king. We're, go we're going to, to, to put things in place on online and emails and Facebook and all those things. Um, Wednesday night, Facebook Live, we're going to have to spend some time in prayer. Uh, 8 o'clock on Saturday mornings, we're going to come together as a come and go prayer time. Um, this coming Saturday um, at 10 o'clock, we're doing a Promise Keepers um, online um, training for every man that has a that has a that's a dad that's just rocking it out. That's the best dad in the world. You're up for MVP. It, 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 it's awesome, but it's also for that dad that's that's struggling as a, as a husband, maybe struggling as a father. And and, we're, and so we're going to come in and 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 we're going to you know do what guys do. And we're going to we probably should be fasting, but I think we're having snacks. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. Maybe, we'll, maybe, we, won't, maybe we, we won't have snacks. But anyway, it's going to be an awesome time. We, we want you to be prepared as men. You come for an hour, you come for 15 minutes, you come for the whole thing, whatever it is, but it starts at 10 o'clock. It concludes on February 6th. Well, we're going to come into this place as a church, as a whole church. We're going to come together just like you guys are. And we're going to come in here and we're going to pray and we're going to, have, we're going to worship and we're going to share stories of what God has done as he's transformed our lives, as we have submitted these things to him, as we begin to say, God, I want you to be the lead. God, I want my spirit to worship you. I'm going to put my body behind. I'm going to put my emotions behind. I'm going to put the things behind and my body behind, but I'm going to put you first. And we're going to come in on that Saturday because we have to sacrifice a little bit of time to give God the glory. And we're going to come in here on that Saturday, and we're going to begin to see all the things that God's doing, and it's going to be powerful. And it's going to be awesome, and it's going to, and it's going to, it's going to launch us off into great things in 2021. Why? Because we become a church, not become a church, we are a church of prayer. It's part of our core. It's our core values. But we're going to come in there. We've also put in place, we just called it the 15 Challenge. It's nothing, nothing too deep on this, it's you, for 15 minutes a day, five, day, five minutes in, in prayer, five minutes in worship, get a song, Spotify, whatever, and you start listening to worship, and you worship for five minutes, and then you pray for five minutes. Word, reading the word, worship, and prayer. You do that for 15 minutes a day. 
do it in the morning, do it in the evening, do it during the day, whatever it is, but that's, that's a challenge that you do every day. And so as we, we close out today, I want to touch you, uh, briefly touch on the things that we need to do to starve our body and our soul. If, you're, if your body is leading you through food, through caffeine, through sugars, addiction, self-image, I want to challenge you to take some sort of fast, some sort of food fast for the next 21 days. The first one, and, and you'll be receiving a, uh, a digital prayer guide, and in the back of that is a, a, a fast guide. But I'll share with you just real quick, a select fast is that you just take some sort of food and you fast from it. So for me, it's going to be Mountain Dew, right? Um, but there's other things that I'll probably do as well. But you're going, to, you're going to pick a particular food. If you pick a select fast, and you're going to fast from that food for 21 days. And every time that you think about doing that or you could eat that, you're going to pray. And say, God, give me the strength. God, give me the courage to continue to live the way you want me to live, to be stronger than I was yesterday. The second type of fast that, that I'm going to share is just called a partial fast. A partial fast is where uh, the, the 45 minutes that you would eat breakfast, you would spend that 45 minutes in prayer, and that you won't have breakfast, and then you will eat lunch and supper and everything in between, but that's just a partial fast. And there's other, there's other fasts as well that's in that booklet. Um, anytime you do a fast, we want you to be, uh, we want you to be healthy, um, but we also want you to, to recognize that it's, it's, it's starving the body physically so that the spirit spiritually can have a place at the table okay but maybe you're here today and it's not your body it's not your body but it's your emotions it's your soul that's leading so i want to encourage you to do a soul fast i want to encourage you for the next 21 days you give your spouse or your accountability partner, or somewhere, somehow, you, you change the passwords on your social media, and you don't do anything for 21 days. And for 21 days, you're just spending time with God. And you're not scrolling through the, the technology of going all different types of social media. You're staying away from it for 21 days. For some of you, it may be to cancel Netflix for 21 days, because in Netflix, there's things there that we know that we shouldn't be watching, and, or maybe you're just binge watching, and you're just spending 17 hours a day, and watching Netflix, and you're just like, God, I can't do this. They're all great shows. I just can't. I just, I got to spend some time with you. And so you cancel subscription. Maybe it's turning off cable TV for 21 days. Say, God, I know the Broncos are going to be in the Super Bowl, but I, I, I'm just going to sacrifice. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that was 2015. Okay, that's living in the past. But maybe you turn off cable TV. If your emotions... Gossip, anger, disappointment, if they're controlling you, then there's a moment where you have to begin to realize and say, God, I need a new king. I need a new leader. And so in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the things that God wants to replace in you as you pray and fast the next 21 days. As you, as you put the spirit in check and say, and, or as you put the soul in check, and you say, God, you are my king. You are my leader. 
And when you begin to realize and say, soul, I'm not going where you're telling me that I should go. Body, I'm not going to do what you think I should be doing. I'm not going to do that. You are not my king. You are not my leader. And today, I'm going to stand on the word of God, and I'm going to say no to those things. But I'm going to say yes to Jesus, because when you say yes to Jesus, it says that you will have a spirit of love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, and self-control that you will be able to recognize what God's doing. And God's going to put that in place as you feed the Spirit. So I can tell you this morning that as you feed the Spirit and starve the body and soul, watch what happens. Watch what happens. If you're a prayer journal person, and if you're not, you can make a mental notes. But I want you to start kind of, kind of penciling this thing in and say, okay, oh my goodness, God. I used to say that all the time. I used to be rude at work. I used, to, I used to be emotionally distressed when somebody said something over here. God, I got joy today. Make a note of that. Make a note of that. Don't let that go to the wayside and forget that God has just done something great in your life. Amen? Begin to journal those things that God's doing in your life the next 21 days as you allow the spirit to thrive and your soul and, bo- and, your soul and body to die. Watch what happens. We're going to sing this song, Blessed Be the Name. And as we sing this song, I want you to write down, if you haven't already, on that card, what is my biggest struggle? And I will say this, that the struggle does not have to identify you. The struggle does not have to be the, you know, the couch meow on this that, you know, I don't want anybody to know. I'm just saying that there's, you have some big struggles. And as we sing this song, I want you to fill it out. And I want you to come and bring it up here and lay it at the altar as we sing this song. Because I believe that God wants to rescue you. Don't look at it as being guilty. Don't look at it as like, oh, if someone sees me walk out. That's not the point. The point today is that you're recognizing that I need to take a first step and say, God, I want to be prepared for prayer and fasting these 21 days. And today I need to set things straight with this. 